Okay, here we go. Uh, so hi, my name is Carrie Johnston, and I am here in Dakwakata Haines Junction on the traditional territory of Champion and Ajax First Nations, and I'm with Alistair Maitland today, who's joining us from Whitehorse, Kwanlin, on the traditional territory of the Ta'an Kuchin Council and Kwanlin Dan First Nation. Welcome, Alistair. Thanks, Kari. Uh, can you just tell us a little bit about uh, who you are, what you do? Uh, who I am? I'll tell you what I do. <laughs> I'm, I'm a photographer here in Whitehorse. I normally, most of my photography revolves around people. I'm primarily an event photographer, but I also do work in portraits, weddings, um, and do some commercial work. Mm -hmm. And uh, what have you learned about your business model over the last couple of months with this pandemic? <laughs> <laughs> my <laughs> my business model uh i have a very i guess you could say that the niche of my business model like <clears throat> being people and event oriented uh does not function well with covid whatsoever whatsoever you know that uh, mid late march hearing that all these events would be canceled and whatnot that is the staple the mainstay of my income, of my revenue, uh, would be wiped out for the foreseeable future. So that was a big blow. That was a huge blow to me, for sure. What did you do in that moment when all that kind of came in on you? Ooh, um, I'm just gonna clear my throat for a sec here. So I didn't really have much time to think about it, to be honest with you. It was about three days in after those first initial announcements that uh, I read that my buddy and fellow photographer, Pat Kane over in Yellowknife, uh, had started doing this Dortrud project, this social isolation project. And the morning, somebody just tagged me in it, his cousin, I think it was, um, who was down in Ottawa, and tagged me and said, oh, you should do this too. And I was like, oh, yes, I should. <laughs> like, it, was, uh, it was kind of like a, a saving grace because, you know, a couple of days prior, my livelihood um, for all intents and purposes had been wiped out. So seeing this project of doing um, these social isolation portraits at first was definitely a, uh, a source of revenue or I saw it as a source of revenue, but that quickly expanded. It only took me like one or two days of doing them that I saw that this was a community service, that people were so jazzed about it. And then the photojournalist in me, um, kind of came up and was like, well, this is, this is a big deal. This is a pandemic. And here I am in Whitehorse, Yukon, during a pandemic, I need to document, you know, things that are going on here. And naturally, I moved towards the portrait stuff because, again, I'm more of a people photographer than anything else. That's where we're uh, kindred spirits, I think. The entrepreneur in me did the same thing with this interview series. How can I document what's happening? How can we put some of this into a time capsule so we can remember all these things because it's all happening so fast. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Absolutely. But then you see the other benefits that come from doing these kind of uh, creative bursts, you know, like the biggest thing, like I get fed, you know, from, by these, by these, by that Dortrud project, like that social interaction with people and seeing things outside of my own little world. Like I'm a single guy, that and I'm a soul, you know, I, I work for myself and whatnot. And then I go visit somebody's house where they have two or three kids running around. They have to all work from home. The kids have to do their school at home. I'm like, oh, that's wow. Like, 
you know, my stress didn't seem as big then, you know, I just felt like the sand, another sand uh, particle on the beach kind of thing. We're all in this together kind of, kind of stuff. Yeah. All of our interactions in this pandemic are just also different and personalized and um, yeah, it's neat to kind of get that glimpse into somebody else's life and, mm -hmm. and have gratitude for yours and gratitude for theirs. Yeah, exactly. What have you learned about your customer or Yukoners over the last couple of months? Oh, what have I learned about Yukoners? Yukoners are, well, it's kind of like what I discovered when I first came up here 10 years ago, you know, like Yukoners are resilient, resilient people. And when the going gets tough, Yukoners uh, get, they see the silver lining in it. You know, they, they, they totally see the silver lining and stuff. And, um, but they're also, um, and this is what I, one of the things I really like and real, what I really found is like, for the most part, people were pretty open about what they're dealing with, you know? And it, it, it wasn't like, um, there's not, there's just that almost immediate familiarity, uh, with people that, oh yeah, this is going on and this, this is what I got to deal with and stuff like that. And it was just great that to hear that it was great to see that people, you know, or were willing to share, you know, all their stresses and the stuff that they, that they were going through, but also like, you know, all the joys and stuff like that, that, that also came, you know? So it was kind of like this balanced kind of, uh, um, it was like finger on the pulse. That's what I liked about doing the Dortford stuff. It was kind of like, well, how is everyone doing? Like, what's everyone doing to deal with this and stuff? Um, so yeah, Yukoners are, are great. Like they're, they're creative. They're, they're open. Well, if they're not open, most Yukoners actually, I think are pretty private people, but when you get into conversation, they don't mince words and they can be, they're themselves. That's what I like. They're genuine. It's the genuine side of things that, uh, that I really loved about, uh, seeing all these Yukoners. So you've seen some, uh, some genuine pivots in your business over the last couple of weeks and, and months. Like, what are you doing right now in your business? Well, it kind of, uh, this whole, the pandemic slowed things down. And as, uh, you know, as an entrepreneur and as the, a person that's only in business uh, you know, with myself, uh, it was great in a way because everything slowed down and I got to see the areas of my business that needed work. You know, well, I, for example, with the Dortrud's project, like I was had people trying to contact me for these and five different ways, you know, it was my Facebook page for my business. There's personal face, uh, Facebook. There was the email, there was the text messages, you know, then, you know, just messages saying, Oh, well, if you're in Takini, uh, you know, why don't you let me know kind of thing. And it's, it was just kind of overwhelming. So I knew that I had to get more organized and become more efficient on the back end of my business. So, um, there was just the pivot to becoming more efficient, getting a customer relations management uh, software, outsourcing that and, and getting people to help me out and uh, realizing and, you know, understanding where I fit into things. Like I provide a service, you know, uh, my work is, you know, I consider it art, but at the same time it is a service to people. And similarly speaking, just as I wanted people to, hire me for, for my services, I was like, well, as much as money is tight right now, I'm not an expert in this. I'm not good at this. I'm going to outsource this to somebody else who can put this in place for me. 
because uh, on the other side of things, like I was so stressed and I, you know, rebuilding a website or coming up with this software and stuff is like, I just did not have the mindset for it whatsoever. But you have other people that can, you know, whip it together and however long. So understanding both my role and seeing um, that uh, wanting to kind of live that value, you know, that there are experts in all sorts of fields. Why am I trying to do this on my own? I'm going to get somebody else who also needs work now, you know, in this day and age um, to help me out with it. Mm -hmm. So that was one big, big pivot was the back end of stuff. Um, and the next one is moving more over to the video side of things I've done. Most of my work that I've done in the last two months have been video related or video oriented. And this was kind of a pivot that I had already started, I would say, you know, like a year ago. And now it's just doing it in earnest. Um, and so I'm kind of excited about doing that and kind of developing those skills more and having, you know, both the photography on one side the videography, you know, basically being a one-stop shop for, for content production for organizations, small business, whatever, whoever, that I could, you know, just expand those services, you know. So it's been fun. It's been great. It's, it's enabled me to, to be more creative. And that was, that was another thing that, that I noticed, actually, with this whole COVID pandemic, having more time uh, enabled me... Uh, to be more creative instead of just chasing the hustle, you know, which as an entrepreneur and as a contractor, you, you don't know when your next paycheck is going to be. So you're like, Oh, you better take that one on. It's like, you know, and I better get paid for it and stuff like that. Whereas now other priorities have come up, have come to the fore creativity being one of them productivity for sure, but also even health stuff and, you know, focusing on those things. So it's been like a big, um, as with most entrepreneurs, is the shift is not just on a business side. It's, a, it's so closely linked to the personal side of things, you know, like things have to, I have to change. And one of the biggest things that I noticed actually was that anxiety was such a big barrier or in, and such a big um, part of my decision-making processes that um, that was one of the things that I was like, that is what I need to focus on. I need to kind of get that out of the way and everything kind of just comes out. The creative juices start flowing more, you know, and you start thinking, no, oh, this is possible and whatnot, you know? So it's kind of, it's really interesting to see uh, that, that shift, you know, both on a personal level, which is of course affecting my business, but also the business side of things affecting the personal and how, how much that they're interlinked. And I think I can speak for every entrepreneur in Yukon when I, when I say that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you, you mentioned that you're a solo entrepreneur, you work for yourself, so you're not necessarily leading a team, but you got to lead yourself and, and you got to lead yourself through this pandemic. Right. And you just kind of describe that pathway for you of, of awareness in that, and then some of the tools you're using. So what are some of the tools you're using to, to assist you in your wellness practice? How are you staying grounded and Oh, leading? man. Uh, routine, for starters. Never had one of those before. <laughs> like, oh, what are you doing this weekend? It's like, weekend? What weekend are you referring to? You know, that, that's what it was before. But now consciously taking time off, I think, is one of the big things. Um, 
actually trying to give myself working doing the work that I'm, I'm doing for solid sound reinforcement right now where I'm a cameraman for him for for that uh, for that group um, enables me to actually kind of take weekends even with the Dortrud stuff as my normal routine or lack of routine would be any day any night like oh you want me to come now sure that's great and then I just closed down that gap where it was only five days a week and I would do four to 8 PM and that was it, you know, and that's helped a lot. Uh, trying to do like even more walks and little things like that. I'm not the most outdoorsy person. I'm not the, the most physically active person by any means, but when, especially back in March, when this whole thing hit, and I would wake up like with, you know, like I almost thought that I had COVID because like I had, it was just a shortness of breath and whatnot. And it was anxiety. It was com- a complete unadulterated anxiety. And the only things that would work would be like physical activity and doing some meditation stuff and, you know, trying to do the, uh, trying to get social interaction because, I would say that I'm like a 50% split between extrovert and introvert, you know, like, yeah, I love going to the big events and shooting them, but you're not going to see me for the three days afterwards because I need to, to fill up those energy banks again. So it was kind of like, um, uh, yeah, going from the awareness of those needs, those human needs that I have and the awareness of Alistair, like whether you want to or not, you should go for a walk now because it's at this point that you start getting all crazy and you're not being efficient and you're not being productive. So those, so those are some of the things that I've been doing for on the self-care side, which immediately have uh, like immediate impacts on me as an entrepreneur as well. Totally. Yeah. When I was always in the hustle of like catering the next event, moving, you know, game day, and you get so excited for game day when you're getting into an event and, but, you know, there would be that nervous or anxious energy in me. And, and one of the things that like COVID, that this pandemic has, has shown for me is, oh, like I can actually even feel the anxiety in my body. So when you said like it felt like a weight on your chest, I've felt that recently and, and, mm-hmm. and seen that in myself. And it's been a really interesting sort of mind shift in how I manage my own anxiety um, when it's like ever present because of the pandemic, yeah. right? And it's so somatic. It's so yeah. somatic. It just sits in there. And, and that's another thing that I noticed in uh, my traveling around doing the door tricks and other things is I found that uh, it hit me right away. And whether it be because I'm more sensitive to it, but also I saw immediately like the following week after it was announced, I was supposed to be shooting a conference and it got wiped out and it's like, well, there's no more of that happening. But I also noticed that people, um, this whole, when once people had time to actually sit in it for a little while or to take a little break, because I think there was a lot of parents that it was just like going like the, I have to be at home now. I got to take care of the kids. Now we have to do scheduling and stuff like that. And I saw people's, um, this kind of anxiety hitting people at different times. I was like, holy cow, it's been two months and it's hitting, oh yeah, that's right. Because you've not had the time to actually sit in it and let the things come up to the surface, you know? So yeah, it's been been an interesting psychological uh, study almost of, of how this, uh, this pandemic has affected us um, 
on the, on the mental health side. Yeah. So um, any songs or podcasts or books that have kind of gotten you through and, and helped you with that wellness practice or keeping you, keeping you going? Mm, it's shifted. It's shifted because my mindset has also shifted. Um, <laughs> there was a lot of heavy metal at first. And I think that was just to like blast my brain. But uh, uh, the music has shifted. Now I'm listening to a lot of stuff that I grew up with that uh, my parents kind of um, opened me up to. So I'm listening to a lot of 60s music and stuff like that, uh, 50s and 60s. And it's just, and I think that also has to do with the change in the season that now that kind of we're getting the warm weather, there's music that's like associated with that as opposed to when things hit in March and we weren't getting a lot of light. So it was a lot more, you know, melodramatic kind of music. So nothing really stands out, but just like this, the type of music. And I'm also playing my guitar more as well. Like that's been another part of it. Um, just playing my own music. There's been a lot of, um, uh, I guess, any avenue that I can find to be creative, I'm trying to, listen to that little voice and jump on it you know like i've just been really going uh i think disproportionately using external things to help me and realizing how many times i've reached for something external whether it be friends whether it be and family and stuff like that who are on the other side of the country to you know um buying things like, oh, I need to buy this new camera for my business. Can't do that. All these little coping mechanisms that used to be readily available are no longer readily available. And it's kind of, I've turned inwards to try to discover those. Oh, I can do this on my own here. I can, what can I do? And a lot, the answers are, are in there, you know, just need the time for it to come out. So I'm, I'm finding a lot more of that, that the creative stuff is, is coming through. So I'm trying to make more of my own music you know so yeah it's been good That's it's been better <laughs> it hasn't been all it hasn't been all roses but <laughs> no no they're they're the highs and they're the lows that's for sure mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. any any final like aha moments for you any worldview changes because of this pandemic things that are you know like aha moments oh yeah um money isn't everything money and, and material possessions aren't everything um just kind of what i was saying before like i've i've actually never had so much money in my bank account as i did before because i was so used to just spending it on stuff you know and that was my way of coping with things and regardless of whether i i uh use my business as an excuse or not now it's like the only things the things i buy the most of is food you know um so yeah, the, that shift of money not being the priority, whether it be for business-related things or for personal-related things, um, there's, I'm seeing that shift towards, well, this other, these other things, my health, what I put in my body is more important, um, the social interactions that I have, me just being creative, you know, like it's, um, uh, and taking the time to... Uh, to pursue the self-care and things like that. Like those are huge shifts for me, for me, you know, like, again, it was just about the hustle and this created constructed reality that you never know when that next paycheck's going to come in and you should choose your gigs accordingly. 
you know, according to that. And that's kind of like gone away, you know, or at least there's been a huge shift because it, it's like it's chasing a dragon, you know. And yeah, that, I would say that that's the biggest, the biggest uh, change and aha moment that came through. That's, that's, a, that's a pretty profound one. Mm. Yeah. Thanks so much. For I your still time. like money, but <laughs> 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 don't get me wrong. I'm not doing everything for free now, people, but. <laughs> I haven't become a charity yet. <laughs> Oh man! Oh, so good. Oh, laughing always feels so good these days too. Mm. Thanks so much for your time. Hey, my pleasure, Kari. Have a great day. You too.